The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. If you treat your faith like a seed, you'd plant it. And you'd plant it by saying it. Once you speak it, the soil of your heart grabs it. This is putting faith to work. You can't say what you see. You got to say what he said. When you say what he said, he can watch over his word and make it good. Now speak the word only. Faith is your servant. Now put him to work. Faith can take you beyond time to take your portion right now. Now look at Genesis chapter 1 and verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. You, you with me? And God made two great lights. The greater light ruled the day and the lesser light, what do we call it? The moon ruled the night. And he made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide light from the darkness. And God saw that it was what? Good. Keep going. And the evening and the morning were the what? Fourth day. That's when he created time. That's when time was dropped in the earth. Time was never meant to govern you. You are from out of time. You were born from the eternal. If you look and see John chapter three and verse three, please put it up there quickly. John three and three says this. Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let's take that same verse, please, and put that same verse up there in the Amplified Translation, and let's just see what it says. Jesus answered and said, Assure, uh, assure you, most solemnly I tell you, that unless a person is born again anew, come on new, from where? Above, he cannot see, know, be acquainted with, and experience the kingdom. Glory to God of God. You weren't born from here. You were born from the eternal. And God expects you to live in the eternal's atmosphere. Right here on this earth. It's called the glory. Amen. They expect you to live that way. Live like you was already home. Amen. You are here to bring heaven to where? Earth. Oh, when we all get to heaven, that ain't what Jesus sung. Jesus said, pray this way. Thy kingdom come, come on, thy will be done. Where? On earth. As it is in heaven. 
All right. Now, so when did, when did, what day did time start? Fourth day. You don't see anything about how long Adam was in the garden because he wasn't under time. Now, once he sinned, all of a sudden, everybody's age was given. Because now they're headed for death. But you, here's what Jesus said over at the grave of Lazarus. Anyone that believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? <laughs> oh yeah. Because he had to confront this, this Mary and Martha's faith. See, he said, whoa, 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 whoa. He said, uh, uh, they said, if you just had been here earlier, he would not have died. He said, whoa, 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 wait, no, um, your brother, he, he shall, shall rise again. Oh, I know he's going to rise again in, in the last day. She said, don't know. He said, no, no, wait a minute. Let me, let me get your theology right. I am the last day. I'm the first and the last. I'm the beginning, come on, and the end. So faith moves time. And it'll move it wherever you want it to go. Why are you waiting on payday? What am I saying? When you're in time, you're thinking linear. It's out in the future. But when you come into the eternal, you're thinking vertical because it's already come on. Done. You don't have to wait on it. You take that and superimpose it over this. She moved time. So if you got faith, you can move time. Here's what the physician said. It's going to take six weeks to heal. You said, thank you very much for your diagnosis and thank you very much for your prognosis. But I'm a faith man. I'm a faith woman. Come on now. And you can get it healed in six days. Wait, 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 wait. Six hours. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Keep going, keep going. Six minutes. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Six seconds. According to your faith. Not his statement. I'm not knocking him. He's just down on another rail. This day shall the Lord deliver you into my what happened that day? But not only that, he said, not only you, but I'm about to take the whole army. Why? Because I have an army. Now I understand what he had with him, the shield of faith. Let's go to that, please. Ecclesiastes or Ephesians chapter six, verse 10. Are, are, we, are, we, are we going somewhere here now? So faith is always when? It's now. You're not under time. You are what we call in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, your citizenship is in heaven. Amen. That's the Amplified. It, it's in heaven. It's not here. You have a dual citizenship. 
but the priority of the citizenship is heaven's citizenship. You are from heaven. You are a child of God. He expects you to function just like Father. All right, let's look at this last thing. Ephesians, what did I say? Chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, wiles, we discussed that in our Sunday service. It means strategies. So the devil works strategies and he works sometimes over, over time, over days, over months, over years, just to get you in a certain position. What is he trying to get? An advantage over you. Okay. The only way that you can avoid that is by faith. Faith is the way that you make it to your destiny. Your destiny is faith defined. So you have to understand God always has a door of escape, but you can only find that door by faith. All right. Look what he says here. And I'll go down now to verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all the stand, what do you do? Stand. Keep going, please. Therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Keep going. Above all, take the what? Shield of faith. Where will you be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now let's just look at this shield for just an example for, for a moment here. Now with this, you're going to quench fiery darts. The enemy is coming after your mind. It might try to inflict your body, whatever have you. Now faith shield is created by words. Now, if you look at Job's life, Job chapter three and verse 25. Now Job got highly developed in fear. He said this in verse 25, for the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me and that which I was afraid of has come to me. How were you wired? But the human brain is not wired for fear. It's not wired for anger, unforgiveness, worry, doubt, unbelief, anything outside of love. The having fear actually causes brain damage. That's what happens to a lot of people. And that's why some of these diseases come in the brain and all this kind of stuff. Because it's not wired for it. You're never wired for it. All right, so let's go back here to Job for a moment. Because what happened to Job? He was not just fearful. He was highly developed in fear. Got it? And in our lives, sometimes the reason why it takes us so long to undo what was done over years by, you know, practicing the word and meditating the word and so forth is because we've been highly developed in unbelief, highly developed. And we got to unravel all of that. Are you with me? So we have a couple of scriptures here. If you look at 
Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 2, and you know what happened. The enemy came in on Job and wiped him out, wiped out his kids, wiped out his business, everything. And look what it says here in verse uh, Proverbs 2, 6, 2. Thou art snared with the words of your mouth. Thou art taken, what? With the words of thy mouth. So a person is taken captive with the words of their mouth. So notice what they said, the 12, 10 spies. We can't take it. The giants are bigger than we are and so forth. And notice what happened. They were taken captive with their own words. Remember what I shared with you, Jesse Duplantis said, he said, God came to me and said, Jesse, I am God. He said, okay. He said, and I have the power to take your life. Jesse said, that's okay. He said, but I do not have the authority. He said, Jesse, a lot of people up in heaven say that I brought them up here and I had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. Their mouth brought them up here. Their mouth brought them captive, took them captive. Look what he says. I'm going to come to another verse, but look what he says in Matthew's gospel, please chapter 12 and look at verse 37. Here's what he says in Matthew 12, 37. For by thy words, thou shalt be what? Shelterfied or made free. And by your words, you shall be what? Condemned. And what happened is uh, he, he said, uh, uh, verse 36, let's try verse 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Now, what is he saying? Not only can those words uh, cause an effect on your life here on earth, but you, you lose rewards by some of the words that were spoken that were idle, meaning they weren't working for the good. And you speaking those words can take away your reward, which God has for you in heaven. So you got to say what God says, no matter what it looks like, you need to say what he says. Look what he says in Job chapter 42 and verse 10, just shows you that God is not the one that took Job captive. God is not the one that made it so that Job was held in captivity. Here's what he says. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Well, how do I know then that Job was the, 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 the one that caused this, 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 this calamity to come into his life? Look what he says in Ecclesiastes. I know I got you. Just write them down, please. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 8. How many of you know Job was blessed? God blessed Job. Well, God is not going to give it and take it away. That's not, he's not that kind of giver. So notice what happened with Job, verse eight. He that diggeth a pit shall fall therein into it. And whoso breaks the hedge, the serpent will do what to him? He'll bite him. And so you can speak negative over your children. You can speak negative. I'm sure you won't do this. Speak negative over your business. Speak negative. I don't care how it looks. You got to say something when you look at that pocketbook that doesn't have anything in it. I have abundance and no lack. Come on. You got to say something. You can't say what you see. You got to say what he said. Because when you say what he said, he can watch over his word and make it good in your life. Glory to God. Now, so what happens is this shield. 
and times that we look at a shield, a shield for the most part um, in, in the Roman soldiers and so forth, it was something that pretty much was held out in front of somebody and it was held to block them from arrows that might come after them. But not so when you're talking about a shield of the kingdom of God. The shield of the kingdom of God is a shield that surrounds you completely. It is something that surrounds you. Even your back is kept by that shield. Say amen. amen. Psalm chapter 91, please, and verse 3. And let's just read these in the Amplified Translation. Glory to God. Now, this is a shield that is around you. Say a shield is around me. For then he will, that will deliver you from the snare of the fowl and from the deadly pestilence, glory to God, then he will cover you with his, his what is it? Pinions, and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. Keep going. And you shall not be afraid of the terror by of the night, nor of the arrow, the evil plots and slanders of the wicked that flies by day. Come on. Nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of the destruction and certain death, sudden death and surprise and lay waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh you. Only a spectator shall you be yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High as you witness the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord your refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Keep going. There shall no evil befall you, neither any plague or calamity come near your tent, for he shall give his angels special charge over you and to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. Keep going. Then they shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So you're going to be covered from head to toe. Watch this. An angel's going to be around you. Now, how do I know this? Psalm chapter 34 and verse 7, please. <laughs> Glory to God. The angels of the Lord encamp what? Around about them that fear him. And what do they do? They're going to deliver you. So your faith is going to be in, your, your statements of faith are going to be consistent with what God said. So you don't have to be uh, concerned about whether the airplane's going to fall out of the sky or whether whatever happened you because you know you've got angels all around you. And, come on. And they are protecting you. And how do you know it? Because the scripture said it and I'm meditating on it and I believe it and I'm acting like I believe it. So I'm going to go to sleep. Come on, put it up there. Psalm 121, please. Over in Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes to the hills which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which has made heaven and earth. He will not suffer my foot to be moved. He that keepeth me will not slumber. He, behold, he that keepeth Israel will neither slumber 
nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is a shade upon my right hand. The sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve me from evil, he shall preserve my soul. Glory to God. The Lord shall preserve my going out and my coming in from this day forth, even forevermore. Amen. Folks, you can't be touched. You can't be molested. Come on. You can't. Come on. No accident, no hurt, harm, no danger. Come on. No Ebola. No nothing. Come on. Can touch you. You shield around you that the natural people can't see, but when you walk in the office, they can feel the presence of the Lord because you've got it with you right now and you're walking by faith and not by sight. Now give God praise. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. <laughs> ha ha on the devil. Now, that's building your faith. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. So I got to get all the fear out. Got to purge it out. Purge it out. So your faith will work, pow, just like that. A lot of times our faith has been slowed down just like you have a computer that's got too much junk in it and, and, and it's, its response is getting slow and so forth. Same thing about that. Faith is, uh, fear is junk. Get the fear out. Let's get all the junk out so the faith will work just like that. Now, don't get home and start talking a whole lot. Oh, let me get my shoes off, honey. My feet are killing me. No, don't, don't start all that. You're going to contaminate yourself again. Now speak the word only. If you treat your faith like a seed, you'd plant it. And you'd plant it by saying it. Once you speak it, the soil of your heart grabs it. This is putting faith to work. You can't say what you see. You got to say what he said. When you say what he said, he can watch over his word and make it good. Now speak the word only. Faith is your servant. Now put him to work. Open your spiritual eyes and allow God to excite your imagination to see your greatest destiny in Pastor Winston's dynamic teaching, Putting Faith to Work. To order on CD or DVD, contact us online at billwinston.org or by phone at 1-800-711-9327. Faith is the key to the kingdom of God that opens the door of your unlimited potential when you enter by love. Plant God's Word in your heart and keep it in your mouth. Now you can rest while putting faith to work. Today's powerful teaching is from our 2015 Faith Refresher. It's entitled, Putting Faith to Work. Now it's important to remember that when the believer's faith is at work, there should be a clear difference between the believer and the rest of the world. Now, this difference happens mainly because of Philippians 3.20. 
The Bible says in the Amplified that we are citizens of heaven. You see, once we're born again, we're not born from here. We're born from above. And that's what Jesus answered Nicodemus and said, you must be born again. That other translation says, you must be born from above. So here's what I'm saying. In our lives, that unless a person is born again, born anew, born from above, then they cannot experience the kingdom of God. They cannot see the dimensions of the kingdom of God work in their lives. In other words, God is expecting us to function just like him. Now to do this, you got to be born again. To be born again, now you've got the God kind of faith. You can make things happen now that were impossible before. Now, speaking about being born again, one of the things that I did in my life is that I went to church when I was a very small boy. I went to church with mom and dad. Okay, well, I did that. But when I got older, kind of got away from all of that. Well, why? I found that you can go to church, but church never be in you. In other words, you can do it as an activity, but never believe what you're doing. And so I found in my life that as I got older, I needed to be born again. I saw things continually start to deteriorate in my life. Well, what happened? The Bible says the way of the transgressor gets hard. You see, I needed to be a new citizen. And so what happened is that one night I called on him and said, Lord, would you please help me? And he sent somebody by my place at work. I was working in a corporate environment at that time. She took me to a meeting on the north side of Chicago. The rest is history. I'm telling you, I invited Jesus into my heart. Right away, a miracle took place. I mean, it felt like the world had just been lifted up off my shoulder. I was a brand new person. Everything in my life changed. Well, you can be born again today. You see, there's no distance between you and I in the spirit. That as I speak these words and you speak these words, the God who doesn't have to go anywhere to be everywhere is right where you are right now. He hears you. So I'd like you to pray this prayer with me. If you know that maybe you've been religious and you've never really been born again, or maybe you've never had the experience of inviting Christ into your life, let's do it right now. Let me pray for you. Here's what I want you to do. Bow your head with me right now. Repeat after me. Dear Lord, I ask you, come into my heart. Live your life in me and through me. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for my sins. And on the third day, He was raised from the dead. Lord Jesus, I ask you, come into my heart. Thank you, Lord. I receive Jesus into my heart right now. Thank you. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer with me, something has happened. Now, what I'd like to do is send you my book. I've got it written in both English and Spanish. It's called Born Again and Spirit-Filled. What it tells you is the next steps to take as a new believer. What do you do? Church to go to or being water baptized or whatever have you. They are all outlined in this book. I'm sending it to you free of charge. Why? Because I love you. Praise the Lord. You've just become my brother or sister. Hallelujah. Well, this is Bill Winston saying, until next time, keep walking by faith. 
every day, ordinary people are given the opportunity to do extraordinary things. A chance to come together, share the love of God, go into all the nations, heed the Great Commission, put our faith in action, and change the world. At Bill Winston Ministries, we've been called to the nations and are committed daily to praying for you. Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7 reads, For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. And here at our new Bill Winston Ministries Prayer Call Center, we believe in the power of prayer and the power of partnership. The new Bill Winston Ministries Prayer Call Center, one body of believers with a heart for God and a passion for people, ready to stand in faith and pray with you.